0: The following podcast is presented to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Panel Discussion Podcast, your home for Comic Book Talk every week right here on the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and... Greg Nolton. Greg Nolton. I was about to say I was... I, had a <laughs> I was about to say I was the first Bad Alliance champion, but no big deal. Not to toot my own horn or anything. I'm sorry. I played by...
1: It's pure strategy and not popularity at all. And that screwed me yeah. hard. <laughs> and you said that was going to happen. I did. And you were right.
0: It was close, so 63 yeah. was the final score. So not bad. I think it was like three matches to two, but 63. Yeah. It's That's all it is. It's a swing um, with that. But as we promised, today is, uh, today is going to be a Spider-Man-themed episode. And I'm glad we waited to this point, but we all knew it was coming. Spider-Man Far From Home comes out. This Well, tomorrow, at the time of release, it comes out on Tuesday. Oh, yeah? Oh. No. Does it? Tomorrow or is it the Tuesday? following
1: week? Because Thursday is the 4th of
0: July. Right.
1: So they're waiting. So Friday. They're going to do it Friday? It's the 6th, so it's
0: Saturday, I think. That's weird. Now I'm thrown off. Me too. Now i got to Google it. Now i got to Google it. Uh, release date, July 2nd so Tuesday. What? Yeah, smart ass. I thought it was the 6th. <laughs> something comes out on the 6th. I don't know. Or uh, I just have a brain answer. I, I smell toast. There might be something Is back it here. No, bad? No. Well, who knows? We're, we're recording out of my car <laughs> and I don't like doing this ever, but uh, we're at a wrestling show where Greg's getting ready to defend his Empire State Wrestling Tag Team Championship. Uh, I'm getting ready to go commentate in a little bit, so we're kind of we're really, really like this is the most gimmicked episode I think yep. I've done with Greg, or anybody. Uh, so it's a little weird, but uh, I'm excited to talk Spider Man. Um, you know, such a great character, important character in my life over the years. I, I don't know what you, you know, exactly what it is to you. His memes changed my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they,
0: yeah, yeah, I can say that. I can agree with that. No, I. uh
1: Again, like same thing. Spider Man animated series was huge. Like, the, I think the Tobey Maguire, like, Spider-Man movies were, like, the first superhero movies I may have seen in theaters. Yeah. It might have been that. Yeah,
0: I was right. I think the first one came out in 2002.
1: Yeah. That sounds like it'd probably be the first. I remember having, like, all of the original Spider-Man video games for, like, the movie games for the PlayStation, and I think I had one on, like, GameCube as well. Okay. Um but So I spent a lot of time with that and all the cheat codes where you could wear different suits and all that. Yeah. I, yeah that's... So, so Spider-Man was huge for me. But believe it or not, like, I haven't read many of the older Spider-Man comics, which is what I did, made sure I did today. Usually, like, it was, like, late 2000s is when I started to really read Spider-Man and all that. So, like, some of the older comics, like, it's like, well, I'd seen the animated series. I'd seen a lot of stuff. So I hadn't really dove into his his comic book life before the 2000s. I've read a ton of everything else. Like I've read all the the current storylines, but a lot of the old stuff I just never really dabbled into. Really? Because we, we talked about this before. I was not an old school comic guy. Yeah. I can get past the art now. I talk about it when I read these. Like I, I love the art. <laughs> like I've I've changed my opinion since doing this comic book Go podcast.
0: Good. And you know it's 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 pretty neat. I live for that old, the old-timey Spider-Man stuff. Some of the newer stuff, it gets a little wild uh, to me, but, like, I I don't know how to describe this. I I love what I know. Yeah. And I guess I, what that means is, like, maybe, like, the Earth 616. Yes. Um, you know, that whole, all the storyline, going back to Gwen Stacy, mm-hmm. and you know, his feud with Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, and everybody else in between, the, the you know, Lizard, Doc Ock, and, and all that stuff, it's, uh, you know, that, that's what I know. That's what I grew up with. It is definitely a little crazy now with, the, you know, the Spider-Verse. and. I guess I lied because I did read some Scarlet Spider stuff from, like, the 80s. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Did See, There's there's been a lot of good stuff. There's been, there's been a lot of cool things, a lot of cool costumes along the way. I mean, we can talk about it really quick. You know, it, obviously you got the original. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Iron Spider is, is one that always comes to mind. and It's been popularized with the movie.
1: Black Spoot. Spoot? Black Spoot?
0: <laughs> the Black Suit. Black Suit Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, the Symbiote one. Uh, he actually donned a, um, after he separated from the Symbiote, from Venom, Yep. he actually donned a actual material costume that looked yep. just like it for a little while. Yeah, they've done that a couple times now, I think.
1: Uh, in the current run he's fighting craven and craven wanted him to look the way he did the first time he fought him so he stuck him back in a black suit which yeah. was kind of cool <laughs> I, I was a big fan of that I love
0: that uh, yeah they got the new Spider-Man Noir one uh, I'm a big pe- fan of the uh, the Scarlet Spider that's probably my favorite one the Ben Reilly uh, Spider-Man it's you know it's I, I, I don't know Hey, there's been some goofy ones. There's been the Amazing Bagman Man. My and favorite. <laughs> I, I do like that one too. They just. They, I think a couple months ago they made they had an alternate costume in the Spider Man yeah. PS yeah PS4 game. I was a big fan of the Gamerverse, the Spider Man PS4 suit. Like I
1: really liked the way it looked. Yes. The white on it. Um, it gave me like a vibe of like this could almost be the precursor to the um, Spider Man 2099 suit. Right. Like. It was very different in style, but just the idea of it, like the more futuristic take on it. And I, I really enjoyed that. There was a in the animated series there was the silver spider from one of the multiverses that I really liked as oh, well.
0: I think they typically call it like the spider armor sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That was really
1: cool. There was a um, soldier spider too wasn't there it was like almost like ben riley but he had like grenades and stuff on it I th- i'm, pr- I'm <laughs> most
0: positive you're right about that there's been so many iterations no, but yeah. it. i think the costumes are the best part yeah. i, I we you know us wrestling guys we you know we costumes yeah. uh, attire and i think that's you know part of the, the the reason i love spider-man so much is that he's had so much versatility and, with that and with like the spider-verse it's what makes them like
1: stand out like You've got Spider Punk. You've got Spider Man Noir, like we mentioned, like the the Japanese Spider Man, like, and they've all got these just different, easy to do nuances to their suits. Spider Man UK that makes them still iconic. Like that's clearly Spider Man, but it's clearly different. Right. I've always liked that about them.
0: Yeah, it's it's been you know it, it's pretty remarkable. I, I think one thing, another thing too that I, I like so much about Spider Man, it and that really helped me was the association, like mm-hmm. it, or relativity. Um, with them. I, I can, or relatability. I yeah. Have, I have problems with English on the show, apparently. Words are hard. Uh, they, <laughs> that's why we speak them and not write them. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Relatability, though. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? Because, like, we all grew up in school. I was a dork in school. I got picked on. I got made fun of for all, oh, yeah. you know, everything. For breathing the wrong way, to the stuff I wore. And that's what Peter Parker went through. And that's, then woke up one day and had muscles, and it was weird. Yeah, high, At, like high school legit, was a weird that time. happened to me. <laughs> like,
1: high school was a weird time. It was like sophomore year. I think I was like 140.
0: Senior year, I was 190 pounds. I'm like, what happened? Why did I get bit by? It? I know, right? I know, because I, I was, I was, I was super unathletic as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, up until eighth grade, I really started playing sports hard. You know, with wrestling and and all this stuff. And and you know, you kind of felt that change and it's a, a little bit like a perception of you as a person changes. Yep. And I think. Peter Parker kind of went through that. He yep. was a dork in high school. That's how they portrayed him. And, you know, through, you know, getting bitten by the spider and, and whatever other origin stories he's had, he's been uh, relatable to a lot of people. I and think he's that's still the a dork. Part. Like, it never changed him. It was like, okay, you have muscles that are super strong now, but you're still a dweeb. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I've always liked his moral code, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. As we all know, that line was dropped to him by Uncle Ben. Yep. Uh, And I think it's an important thing, too. It's an important thing to to recognize all of that. But we love Spider-Man. We're going to talk some comic books in a little bit. Uh, What year is your book from?
1: Nineteen-seven. Or, no, 19- uh, Actually, this is from the 1963 run. Oh, good. But it is, I think it says 1971 is the year on it. Okay. But I could be totally wrong. I'm going to Google it now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Here, I'll, You know what? I'll start this one off. I'll start this Perfect. one off. Um, all right. So my first book uh, is the spectacular Spider-Man number 200. It's the giant size 200 issue. And it's, uh, man, it's a beautiful cover. It's all holographic on the front. It's got Green Goblin, uh, you know, about to cho- choke f- flying in air uh, with Spider-Man. And I got to tell you, this is one of the most complete and best cover to cover to cover books I've ever read really I honestly have to say so um, our, a good friend of ours Rob sweet who we've had on the show before he he explained it to me uh, you know he, he told me how much of an emotional story this was and just set the record straight this is not uh, Norman Osborne uh, this is Harry and the book starts off Harry's flying around in the Goblin costume uh, you know freak you know just Kind of going crazy. And this is cool for me too because I never read a book with Green Goblin in it. Oh, but yeah. he uh, he's flying around and he ends up catching Mary Jane uh, and takes her to the spot where Gwen Stacy died, and they have this conversation. Um, you know, it's you know Harry's very conflicted at this point. He, he's got a very strange relationship with with Peter, but they like to you know reference the old times uh, when Peter, Mary Jane, and Gwen and Harry all hung out together, um, but Mary Jane's like, "What? Are you gonna kill me?" And and Harry's like, "No. Why would you? Why would you ever think that? he just wanted to like clear the air with him." But you can tell he he has this aggressive side to him. Like if he gets mad, he he explodes. Uh, but he's still soft. Uh, you know, he's still a decent person deep within. Um, Mary Jane tells him to you know take her home, and upon uh, dropping Mary Jane off. Peter happens to fall, come through and just blast him. Gives him a hard shot, a little conversation breaks down, and Harry takes off. Um, but there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of, you know, intimidation. Harry's entire plan here is to rile up Peter. He'll disappear for a couple days at a time to ease his conscience, and then he shows up right back in his life to kind of just start, you know, get him, get him agitated, get him off of his game, and you know that's what the green goblin does he's a psychological mm-hmm. character norman and harry um, but harry's end, go- end game is to kill peter for everything uh there's a couple encounters actually uh harry invades the uh, the daily bugle just as he, peter's about to walk in harry's trying to get this um, he's doing a foundation uh in, in the name of his dad he's trying to get all these big wigs who uh who ripped on his dad after his death uh, into this one place and, you know, calling it some foundation thing, but the actual uh, gimmick is that he's going to has the place rigged to blow up. A um, couple more encounters uh, between the two, on and off, and let's see, Peter is, well, excuse me, Mary Jane is at Harry's apartment. Uh, they're trying to converse, and Harry's like, you got to go. you got to go. And, and Spider-Man, he sees Spider-Man. Uh, he's got his place worked up with cameras. He sees Spider-Man crawl up the walls, and it infuriates uh, Harry. And they get into this big, long, drawn-out battle. Back and, you know, just back and forth, back and forth. Just really cool techniques. And at one point, uh, Harry stabs Peter with a needle that emits some kind of toxin that... Uh, it, well, he says it shatters his equi- equilibrium. He can't function. At all, uh, he ignites a bomb in the apartment building, or yeah, he not um, in their apartment complex. Actually, no, it's not their apartment complex. This is this is where this gathering supposed to be. Excuse me. Um, he has the bomb rigged up and he hits the button, and immediately after he hits the button, he's he's you know, he realizes, oh my God, what have I done? Everybody's here. Wait, oh, no, this is the apartment. I'm sorry. Uh, everybody's here. Mary Jane, his son. And his wife are all here. So in this twist of fate, uh, Harry just kind of becomes good again. He gets on his glider. He grabs Mary Jane, his son, and uh, they take off. They get out of the building. And then Mary Jane pleads to him, you've got to get Peter. And he's all confused. He's all confused. And in one heroic last moment, he actually saves Spider-Man. But... <laughs> um, he faints he passes he passes out and i'm not sure exactly what probably just exhausted from the formula a lot of things but at the end of this book is where harry osborne dies um, and the last scene is a, is a picture from them of high, picture of the two of them harry and peter in high school together and it's dude it's a really really great story oh I, yeah That's just a summary uh This is a giant issue. I absolutely encourage you to go pick this up, read it. It's an amazing, amazing book, and I'm going to get into the rating categories. First off, the artwork. I mean, immediately the cover just grabs you in. You're looking at it, the holographic stuff. I'm a sucker for holographic anything. I grew up in the Pokemon card era. And the artwork through and through. This is like the, the, 90, the 90s stuff that I, I love so much. And, and, you know, a lot of the imagery here was used in the, a lot of the art style was used in the cartoons, just not as, you know, three-dimensional and realistic. But it was used in the cartoons. I'm going to give the artwork a 10. Action. So many intense encounters between Harry and Spider-Man. Uh, as I said, this is the first time I read a book with, you know, Green Goblin, and really a, character, uh, a book that focused on, Peter and Harry's, you know, relationship just kind of falling apart. Uh, action is a tent. Very, very passionate fight. Uh, story, amazing story, top to bottom. I, You know I'm not going to lie. This book is going to get a perfect score. Uh, I'm just going to jump right to it. It's a 50 out of 50 for me. The dialogue is so deep and personal, and it's, it's kind of cool seeing. It's kind of interesting seeing Harry... Uh, you know, question his morality and come back to the light just before he dies. It's real refreshing. Yeah. It's real refreshing to see that. And I don't know, they like books like that. They make me smile by the time I hit the end. Cause it's just what a good thing. He, he started off. All he wanted to do was teach, uh, torture, uh, I almost said Perry, Peter, uh, for whenever. And then finally kill him. And then at the end, he ends up saving his life. Um, just unbelievably good unbelievably good so 50 out of 50 for Spectacular Spider-Man number 200 for uh for myself Greg do your uh it was 1975
1: 75 okay 141 of The Amazing Spider-Man um it starts right up with Spider-Man's driving the Smidermobile route (laughs) which I love love that it goes right to it he's in the spider buggy um and he's actually in it he explains it so uh It's easier for him to track the jackal. He figures this way he can go into the tunnels and the different places. Um, The jackal's been in rather than um, when he's on the wall, like on the walls swinging from the the buildings, it's easier for him to have that that view lower to the ground, actually. Um, But because of this, he's actually, like, seen as a menace by the police at this point. So the police, like, get into a chase with him. And he has to, he can't just get away from him now because he's driving the buggy. Uh, He makes, like, a real sweet move. (laughs) And he goes to turn down an alley, but there's this fog. And all of a sudden, the alley disappears, and it's actually, like, he drives it off the pier. And the police are coming to look for him, and he's just, like, hiding under the pier while the cops are looking
0: for him. Um, I was just thinking, like, the spider buggy is the most, like... Like it's so, it's a cool idea, but it's so useless. But why? And he literally, the best part about this is it's he literally so not says discreet.
1: It. He's like, I really wouldn't even use this thing if I didn't like, like have to. He made a deal with like a company to to have them oh, make it and okay. use it. Sand so over to the origin for that. So he's That's like, fine. I have no interest in using it, but I have to. <laughs> so, uh... but it Peter. It shows Peter in in college, and his grades are actually slipping. He's um. He's been falling asleep. He's actually retaking one of his classes, and the professor tells him that like he's the smartest student he's ever had, and he needs to he needs to, like step it up. Um, and Mary Jane meets Peter outside, and she's hitting on him, calling him a hunk, calling him baby, like all this stuff. But the, Gwen Stacy just recently died, um, not too long before this, and he is like it. There's this like narration for this a lot, like always inside Peter's head, and. um... Peter's, like, thinking about if he could love someone again. And when it happens, all of a sudden, like, he sees a vision of Gwen Stacy's face in the sky. Oh. And, like, starts freaking out a little bit. Um, you have... <laughs> this is one of my favorite panels. J. Jonah Jameson setting up Peter, as always. He's as trying always. to catch the Spider-Man. Um, and Peter's hungry. So it comes over <laughs> to Spider-Man swinging. And he's just thinking about how hungry he is. Um, and he goes... I'm so hungry, like, who has time for morality? And there's this guy walking out of McDonald's, and he steals the guy's food. <laughs> he web-slings it right out of his hand, and he d- takes all his food. Um, nice product he's, placement. he's like, as soon as I put this all down, I'm going to shoot some money into the guy's hand. Um, and then all of a sudden, he just gets attacked. Like, the smoke appears again, and Mysterio shows up. And... St- they just get into this huge fight on the on the ceiling. Mysterio makes like a truck appear and attack him. And then all of a sudden, like all of Spider-Man's rogues start coming out of the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, Vulture, Hammerhead, Jackal, this bear guy, I don't know. Morbius, Green Goblin, Lizard. Like They all start coming out. Um, and Green Goblin throws a bomb and it goes through him. And Peter starts freaking out and fighting back. And he actually starts hitting the brick wall and not realizing it to the point where it jacks up his suit. Um, but he, he runs away. And he shows up and he's saying, like, t- he tells his two friends um, that like, he was attacked by Mysterio. They're like, what happened? They saw his hands. He's like, "I was Mysterio just attacked me. Like, I was out on the street. He was, wasn't saying he was Spider-Man. Um, and they're like, Mysterio died in, in prison almost a year ago. Like, Quentin Beck's been dead for a year. It couldn't have been him. And that's where it ended. Hmm. It was cool. It <laughs> does sound awesome. This is really cool. I guess this is a two-issue story. So there's actually the second half of this. Okay. Um, but I really like it, and it makes me really excited for Mysterio. Like, it's a I'm, I love the illusionary idea, and I love that. And um, a lot of people don't know, but in Old Man Logan, like Mysterio tricked Wolverine into thinking all the people in the X Castle were villains, and he or X Mansion, and he killed all the X Men. Like oh. that's why. Wolverine, See, I can't
0: believe I've never read that
1: one. And so, we'll, like Mysterio, super powerful, and I think he always gets like underplayed because of his
0: fishbowl and pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> but he does. I never took him seriously. Like I, when I when I see him in the cartoon, like I, I watch the repeats all the time. But I was like, oh my god, a Mysterio episode, like. Uh... But the illusions, like, it's really powerful when you can get in someone's head. Again, like
1: Spider-Man has a lot of cerebral villains because he's so smart. He has to have these these very smart villains to combat much as much yeah. as strength as And challenge well. him too, yeah. Yeah. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna start art, um, I love this, this Spider-Man. This is like classic, just really great artwork. I love the artwork of Peter. The colors are fantastic. Um, I'm gonna give it the art of 10. Okay. The action, um, I'm gonna give it 10 as well. The fight scene between him and Mysterio is super cool. Um, really, I really dug that. Story... I'm gonna give this story an eight. I'm not gonna give this a perfect store, score, um, because there's a lot. They're like, read this issue to figure it out. Read this issue to figure out what's going on. So, so that kind of bugs me sometimes when but I get these were shorter issues back then. But um, it's still a cool story. Still pretty exciting. So I'm gonna give that an eight. Dialogue. The dialogue's fantastic, and I really like this narration um, to really like get inside what Peter's feeling. Like a, a voice that isn't his. Um, and sometimes it's kind of cheesy, like it gives me that that 70s, 80s vibe. Like Spider-Man shifts the gear, thinking he's not going to be okay, and I love that. So I'm going to give the, the 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 dialogue an eight. Uh,
0: rereadability is a ten. This is a high score for
1: me. This was fun. Like I said, I'm not. in...
0: Which is cool, because like like you said, you don't know, you don't, you never really delve too deep into the yeah, older.
1: I'm not stuff. an older book guy, and this was a ton of fun. Like I never realized how when you watch the cartoons, like they're emotional. But I never realized how, like, emotionally packed Spider-Man books were. And then we just, the two we just read, like, he's dealing with all this extra grief with Gwen Stacy. He's trying to figure himself out. He feels like he's going crazy because of Mysterio. And there's he's questioning himself as a superhero. Like, dude, sh- what am I doing? Like, I just lost. Like, I, I got hurt, and he hasn't gotten hurt that bad, before, like, in a long time. Yeah. Like, um, he, like, destroyed his his suit and his web-slingers. And I like this Spider-Man as well. I think yours did it, too. actually has, like, the armpit webs. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. which is cool because I didn't realize he had those that far back.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I seen they were going to utilize it a little bit in the the movie uh, coming up. We'll talk a little bit bit about that towards the end. So very good. Yeah, 46 out of 50 for that book. Um, All right. Everybody's starting to show up. Okay, so my second book was from... 2005. It is Spider-Man Unmasked, uh, well, the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, number 13. Um, this is part. Of, this is the end of a three-part issue. Where uh, well, this is post-Civil War, so everybody knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man at this point. Uh, but I'll give the little backdrop to the overall story through the mysterious, manipulations of Mysterio. Midtown High has been transformed into a massive haunted house. Now, Spider-Man, along with the school's principal, finds himself caught between a literal rock and a hard place. Two Mysterios, both purporting to be the one and only, and there's clearly no love lost between them. Meanwhile, Flash Thompson has been endeavoring uh, to get a small group of students to safety, only to become separated from Miss Arrow, the school nurse. Miss Arrow, in turn, finds herself confronting yet another... another Mysterio, this one claiming to be the original Master of Illusion, a.k.a. Quentin Beck, who supposedly died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. To prove his identity, he removed his helmet, revealing a very dead Beck with half his head shot off. It's really cool. It's really... I'll, I'll show you the image when we get to it. Um, but it's, the book starts off, it's it's Flash trying to get the students out, and he, he sends them out, they, they, they run away to the doors, but they all pass out, because Mysterio has the outside of the area. Uh... Laced with gas, ready to go. You can tell there's all sorts of fa- people fainting, newscasters, police officers, whatever. And Spider-Man in the Iron Spider suit. He's caught in between the two uh, Mysterios who are battling back and forth. And the original Mysterio, Quentin Beck, uh, was like, "Hey, Spider-Man, you should just help us. You know, or help me defeat this, this, um, you know, this imposter Mysterio." Um, and he's like, "No, I'm, I'm not gonna do that." <laughs> So he actually climbs, he actually webs up and hangs upside down from the ceiling and he grabs a newspaper as the two of them fight. And it's funny, they're both blasting each other back and forth and he just goes, boy the Yankees sure got shellacked last night. Mm -hmm. Just classic Spider-Man. Here, there's that image. Oh, that's amazing. It's crazy. So yeah, um, then it shows he took off his mat, his uh, giant fishbowl helmet and Quentin Beck is standing there with half his face but there's just a constant power struggle. It's between, the, you know, battling the two of them, um, between the two Mysterios. Spider-Man jumps in and battles the, uh, the new, impo- quote-unquote, imposter one. Um, it's just, you know, just pure psychological thriller. Um, and in classic fashion, the only way to really defeat Mysterio is to punch him through the fishbowl. And he does. So he defeats the older Mysterio, but the newer one uh, starts doing something to Peter. He, like, raises a knife and has... He gets Peter to pick up a knife and almost cut his own throat, but it's actually Flash Thompson who jumps in to save. Who he rips the uh, the knife from Peter's grasp from Spider-Man's grasp and stabs Mysterio in the arm. Uh, Mysterio is like going full on rage, like he's turned he has this red R around him, and uh, Mysterio says that he planted a bomb within. He said as soon as, he activated it as soon as uh, as soon as he got stabbed, he goes if you could put your hands on me I'm gonna, you know, activate this bomb. So he did. And they go, they deactivate it and and whatever, but Mysterio actually gets um, he gets hit Miss Arrow. I've never heard of this character before, but she stabs Mysterio right through the heart. Uh, Quentin Beck and he's bleeding, he falls to the ground and then he disappears in a puff of smoke. And all of a sudden, everything's cleared up at Midtown High. Uh, So it's, uh, and that's pretty much that. So Flash Thompson kind of being a bit of a hero, which is, you know, cool to see. But, um, you know, and you tell him, he's like, you know, wow, Peter really is, that dork really is Spider Man. So he's like, and Spider Man was a huge, like, hero, yeah. A huge hero to him in high school. So now he's kind of warming up to him. And Flash is matured as it is. So I'll get right into the review portion. Artwork, uh, it's not bad. Uh, it's it's pretty realistic. I'm gonna give it ten for the artwork. Uh, it's it is actually really cool. Mysterio looked really cool and threatening. There's just a lot going on. A lot of detail throughout the book. So I'm gonna give it a ten. Action, ah, not a strong suit. Not a strong suit by any means. I'm gonna give the action a. Uh, I'm gonna give the, the action a six. It was there was some you know cool. <laughs> <laughs> there's a cool uh you know little bits between mysterio and them but it was it was very minimal action story story I didn't read the fir- the first the previous two books but I think I, just this book alone I think the story was relatively neat uh seeing everybody come together and seeing Sp- Peter who who he knew and he knew because I know in the civil war book he Joins side, joins with Tony Stark, who had him come out as Spider-Man, or come out as Peter Parker, revealing his secret identity. How he's dealing with this stuff, and how the people that have always kind of been in his life, the good people in his life, are kind of they're supporting him even more. But it also puts it puts a uh, terrible price on those people from the villains' perspective of things. As uh, as expected, I'm gonna give the story a I'm gonna give it an eight. Dialogue. Really cool stuff. Really funny classic Spider-Man. wit. I loved it. We give that an eight. And re-readability. When I pick this book up, book up again, that wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give re- re-readability a. Uh, I'm gonna give it a six. Thirty-eight out of uh, fifty. I was very happy with both my books. I was glad I got. You know, got to do a little Mysterio. I, I've been wanting to do that Green Goblin book, even though it's a little out of place. But I feel like it's an important one for to cover for if you, for any Spider-Man based episode. And I feel like. There's
1: nowhere to go but, but Goblin at some point. Like, like I know we had him once, but I, I feel like you got to bring
0: the Osborns in,
1: especially just in the MCU. It, it'll be important because that could be a major
0: villain. It could cross over just every every yeah. aspect of it. You know, it it's Osborn can be portrayed at maybe a little bit better light as, uh, you know, Thunderbolt Ross, just yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more involved. Yeah. Um. so it's, it's got to be really cool I'm I'm sure it's going to happen I'm yeah. sure it's going to happen uh, and happen
1: we could, could totally get swerved and it could be like oh Avengers Tower is Baxter Tower or Avengers Tower could show up and have Oscorp, Oscorp on it which would I would be okay with it too <gasps> I would be okay with it too personally yeah, all about that <laughs> uh, we'll go my second book it is not very far down actually uh, this is Amazing Spider-Man 144 so it's just uh, a few issues after the first issue that i read and um it starts with spider-man is in paris so i wanted to do a europe story this is his first time um as spider-man overseas Mm. so um he's he's there and he's actually looking for jameson which is ironic because in the last book jameson set him up now he's looking for jameson who got kidnapped ah um (laughs) they got invited to paris and it ended up being a setup um so it starts it, it's basically Spider-Man recapping the last issue like talking about fighting these these uh this guy Cyclone and his cronies who took Jameson. Um so he goes to this building and he's he's basically is his hotel um and he's looking for um just any clues. and He ends up just like taking a rest and actually having like a phone conversation with Aunt May. She left a note for him and and they're just having like a a conversation together and I love it like he hears a knock and he goes um, I actually have some visitors I think I'm going to be tied up for a while and hangs up and Aunt May goes outside um, with her friend and she sees a girl that actually fo- like sees her and goes oh no like poor Peter and has a heart attack as she sees this woman um, and it cuts over and Peter opens the door and Cyclone's cronies are there and he ends up getting into a fight with them um, but he wins or he loses rather and is told um, to bring the ransom money I think he loses on purpose um, and he finds out that the man in the hotel actually has the case for Cyclone um, so he gets the ransom money and he goes and he finds Jameson who is captured by Cyclone Who Cyclone explains how he made this this weapon for America Um, this cyclone weapon that they, NATO refused and didn't want and basically called him a hack and told him he was ridiculous. So he made it into a suit and kidnapped Jameson um, to show a sign to to America that this is a powerful suit and, like, to send a message. Um, And Spider-Man shows up, and I love the way he shows up. He just, like, drops the case of money down on Web's. And as they go to run and grab it, he, like, pulls it up with some witty lion and just kicks him in the face and gets into a huge fight with Cyclone. Um, he outsmarts him and takes him down. Uh, and then he flies back to um, America with Mary Jane on his mind. But when he gets there, he finds out Aunt May is in the hospital. And he doesn't know why. And she, the woman who was with Aunt May says, um, I, it's hard to explain, but there's someone upstairs that caused it. And she runs up, he runs upstairs, and when he opens the door, Gwen Stacy is standing in his room. So, kind of cool. This is my perfect score. Easy to say. Like, this is a 50 Ooh, out of 50 for me. Um, because there were a ton of swerves, and it was very classic. It had, like, it had everything for me. Like, the dialogue was great. The art was great. The action was fantastic. But just the story, it was, like, very classic, like, goofy Spider-Man, but still with this emotional, like, tie to it. And then the Gwen Stacy swerve, like, was fantastic so I, I really like this this is my 10 um, or my 50 all the way around especially because I know I actually kind of want to read the story after to find out who this Gwen is and yeah. it's Matt Garrigan follow up it's him versus scorpion and I'm a huge scorpion fan so so I actually probably will read this run
0: um, because this was this was really cool awesome perfect 50 so two perfect scores oh yes yeah, uh, so gotta love it and, and again this is an older one this is an older issue and that's I'm glad. You know, you kind of challenge yourself a little bit in that respect by going back in time. Uh, for back. that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so very good. I mean, we, I think we've, because uh, we've talked a lot about the movies in the last couple months. You know yep. what I mean? We, I think we've kind of beaten it. I'm not gonna call it a dead horse, but we've talked enough about Spider-Man. Yeah. Where I don't think we have to go really super in depth. I in want this.
1: one opinion from you. Sure, 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 sure. Do you hear, so there's been rumors that this Endgame uh, re-release, it's going to be a scene after, most likely. It's about an eight minute scene, they said probably after or during the credits. Um, one of the rumors is Doom. Yep. Which is awesome. Or, I'm thinking now that we've been talking about this, like the Oscorp thing could totally be something they add afterwards.
0: I would be okay with that.
1: Especially if it's cuz it's coming right before Spider-Man.
0: Now I'm sad because I was going to go Friday. <laughs> I was going to go Friday with or without you and I should have went. I was so tired from working weird shifts. Man, I don't I think Doom would be too Oh man, it's
1: almost too big, but I don't same. think I don't think like if it was like a Thanos where like it was his face and then he didn't really have anything to do with the movies for a couple you know a couple films like
0: it totally could be that style oh man I would like I think I would like an Oscorp sort I would as well I would prefer that especially because Spider-Man's obviously getting a big push unless that's at the end of Far From Home when he comes back to,
1: to New York and he goes to like visit the old tower or just you know like thinking about you Mr. Stark looks up and it says Oscorp now that
0: is awesome Right, um, I would like that. So, so I don't know. I would, I would, I would actually prefer that. As much as I want Doctor Doom uh, to show his face, I think now that, I think that obviously the Endgame hype has kind of fizzled out. I, I think it would be cool. it be, but it'd be weird. Yes, I think this is, this is where you do Oscorp. Yep, something to set up the next phase
1: for sure. Yeah, um, and I think it it needs to be more cerebral at this point. I think we we've had our. I said this before. We had our like powerhouse fight. We need something a little more cerebral. Like Civil War was cerebral, but it was one issue. It was right. like One one issue. One movie. Right. It wasn't. It had its like long lasting stuff, but I don't. I want like an overarching cerebral like battle. I'm the same way. And, yeah. Or I would be fine with Mandarin showing back up as well.
0: I wouldn't hate that if they did it right. Yeah. I wouldn't. Um, it's gonna be hard avoiding spoilers. See, I'm supposed to wait. I usually go to these movies opening night. I'm supposed to wait. My sister's birthday is the following week. And uh, and so I'm going to have to wait like a week before we do it. But how about this? Um, well, next week we already kind of decided we're going to put up a poll. Yep. And do uh, – I picked Casper. You picked Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I did. You did. The week after that, do you want to rank? Because we'll have seen it by then. Oh, I'm, I would imagine we we'd both have seen it by then. We can We can even do that as a side episode. You want to? Yep. Okay, let's do it as a side episode. We'll keep with the voting thing and we'll rank our own, uh, we'll rank our own, uh, the MCU from top to bottom, the entire, because this is the end. Uh, with the Spider Man movie, this is the end of the Infinity Saga, is what they're calling it. And, uh, yeah, almost done. Almost, uh, this will be it for that. So, all right. Uh, Greg, you got anything to close with? Nope. I'm going right. to go wrestle. All right. Yeah, you got to get ready to go. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Make sure you find the panel discussion page. Uh, vote on our options, uh, Casper or Buffy, uh, to pick next week's episode. Don't forget about the contest, either. That's all announced on the Facebook page. And, uh, all right, Ta-ta.